Introduction The test of the Church's relevance to society in any age is in the radically biblical stance it takes towards the vital issues of the era and by its biblical approach to those issues, its positive, transforming effect on society. This was the case with the Reformation. It is no less the case today. The strength of the Reformation Church was that it recognised and dealt with the vital issues of the day in terms of the requirements of biblical faith. The weakness of the Church today, including most Reformed and Evangelical churches, is in the fact that it does not recognise and deal adequately with the issues facing it in the 20th century. Education is one of those issues. Indeed, education is likely to be the single most important and strategic issue facing the Christian in the years ahead as he struggles to engage in the Christian reconstruction of the nation. Without the development of a self-consciously Christian educational movement, there will be no reconstruction of our nation in terms of the Christian faith. Education is the high ground in the Christian's battle with the forces of humanism and atheism, which control so much of our lives and which, were they able, would deny to the Christian his God-given responsibility to provide an education for his children which is in conformity with the demands of the Christian religion. It is vitally important, therefore, if we are to be salt and light in our generation, that we address this crucial issue and develop an understanding of the Christian principles relevant to the philosophy and practice of education. It is particularly important that the Church should take a positive stance over this issue, that it should make a determined and sustained effort to reverse those attitudes within the Church which are apathetic and hostile to the provision of a specifically Christian philosophy and practice of education, and that it should start promoting and facilitating, as best it can, a programme of re-education regarding the responsibilities of Christian parents in this area. Furthermore, the Church must consider whether the present situation, in which there is such a dearth of provision for Christian education, constitutes a mission field that the Church should explore. The purpose of this book is to elucidate some of the most important aspects of the Christian philosophy of education. It should be said at the outset, however, that the philosophy of education set forth here is based self-consciously on a distinctive understanding of the Christian faith and argued in terms of that understanding at all points, namely, that the source for our understanding of what Christianity is and hence the sole criterion for establishing its content, is the infallible word of God revealed in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. In other words, the philosophy of education set forth in this book will be based on the sola scriptura conception of the Christian religion. The scriptures will be understood as the supreme and governing authority for our understanding of all things, and hence for our understanding of the nature, purpose and method of a truly Christian education. It will be necessary, first of all, therefore, to establish the epistemological validity of the theological presuppositions upon which this understanding of the Christian faith rests. These epistemological considerations are dealt with in chapter 1. Chapter 2 deals with the role that our definition of man plays in the philosophy and process of education. Here, the current humanist concept of the primacy and hence the idolizing of the peer group is considered in contrast to the Christian view of the image of God in man, which is the primary factor in the Christian philosophy of education. 
Chapter 3 deals with education as an aspect of the covenant. Chapter 4 looks at the relevance of man's creation mandate for the Christian philosophy of education. Since education is a central aspect of the Christian parents' covenantal responsibilities, and since this covenant is a covenant of dominion in Jesus Christ, a truly Christian education must be an education for dominion. In chapter 5, Adam's naming of the animals is considered as a case study in godly learning. The significance of education in the preservation of our civilization and the transmission of our culture to future generations is considered in chapter 6. And the final chapter deals with the role that the local church as an institution should play in the provision of educational services under normal and abnormal circumstances. The issues dealt with in the two appendices, while not directly related to education, are included here since they help to shed light on the theological perspective which forms the basis for the philosophy of education set forth in this book.